Hello and welcome to the Society of Petroleum Engineers Gulf Coast Section podcast. The section was founded in 1935 and now has over 11,000 members. It is a volunteer organization that provides member forums to upgrade and maintain professional competency. You can find more about the ongoing initiatives, webinars, events, and other member resources at spegcs.org. Thank you, and we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the SPE Gulf Coast Section podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and glad you're joining us as we continue our conversations with uh, some of our our great guests that we've had. I know that we've had several uh, that have already been able to come on the podcast. And again, if you have missed any of those, we certainly encourage you to go check it out uh, in the podcast app of your choice. Uh, Again, all you have to do is search for SPE GCS, so the SPE Gulf Coast section, and uh, should be able to find that podcast. Of course, always, you can head over to our website, spegcs.org. So in today's conversation, we are talking about uh, volunteerism and uh, really taking a closer look at, at what, what makes a, a, a good volunteer, uh, both from an individual standpoint, but also some of the components that allow for uh, a, a good volunteer and and someone that can really help shape and drive initiatives uh, successfully, and so we are fortunate to have uh, a a member of the SPE Gulf Coast section here to talk about that with us, and uh, so I'd like to introduce Amber Sturrock. Uh, Amber, thank you for joining us today on the SPE Gulf Coast section podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. All right. So, Amber, uh, I know that you have been a member of SPE for, uh, I'm looking at my notes, so it looks like this fall actually has been uh, two decades, so 20 years you started uh, uh, volunteering with uh, SPE. So, uh, as always, want to give you an opportunity for those that uh, might not be as familiar with your background, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about um, uh, how you got started with SPE, and uh, and then we can dive into our conversation. Well, like many colleagues, I actually first found out about the Society of Petroleum Engineers when I was in college or university. Um, I went to LSU and got a degree in petroleum engineering. And in the fall of 2001, I learned about the Society of Petroleum Engineers and was fortunate enough to fill out the application to become a member of the society. There was a great program there as there is today, which offers free or heavily discounted membership to students. Um, that was really, you know, how I got involved with the society back in the day. Mm. Uh, since since graduating from LSU, I worked for um, two operators. Um, right now, I work for Chevron as a strategy and planning analyst, supporting our Gulf of Mexico exploration, production, and operations activities. Great. So, so I know that uh, you know when when we're looking at 
the space of volunteering, I mean, of course, you know, anybody can, can come to, to that space and, and be uh, a part of, of initiatives. And, and it's always interesting to hear the diverse background and paths that, that sort of lead people into this space. For you, it was a bit uh, around uh, event planning. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So if you've been a member of the society for a while, you, you've noticed that we do a lot of engagement and outreach with our members as well as out to the general community. Um, event planning is something that I just fell into. If I think back to my days at university, I, I really liked pulling together programs and ideas that would really speak to the audience. And that's what you know, the, that's my thoughts on event planning. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at the idea of, um, you know, approaching opportunities to, to really help bring folks together, I know that one of the things that is important to keep in mind, of course, is, is a long-term uh, goal or what, what the, what the, purposes and how to do that. How do you, how do you approach, how do you approach the, the space of really thinking through um, keeping those longer term objectives in mind when you're, you know, kind of approaching in a, in a volunteer kind of standpoint? The, I mean, the first step to volunteerism is identifying your passion and find, finding a group of like-minded individuals which share that passion so that you can start to deliver things based upon that passion. And it could be a passion around youth baseball. It could be a passion around STEM outreach. It could be sharing reservoir modeling techniques with you know, fellow engineers. So it's, it's really about looking inwardly and figuring out where, where your passion lies, what you're interested in doing. Once you found those group of people to volunteer with, ensuring that you are cat herding in a similar direction, you know, identifying that event, that activity with a clear specific goal and objective and bringing other others on board to help deliver that goal and objective or that vision would then be the next step. And, and thirdly, I think the last question was around long-term volunteerism. There's always a lot of different elements and aspects of volunteerism that people can dabble in. They, they could go and be the treasurer for an organization and help support the financials. They could look at marketing or communications. You know, volunteerism is a great way to build skill sets that you may not be able to do in your day-to-day -day job responsibilities. Hmm. Um, okay, so then maybe maybe we can transition to talking about some specifics. So um, again, I, I know that you've. Uh, been fortunate to lead several different um, initiatives within uh, the SP Gulf Coast section. So I, I wanted to maybe talk about uh, some specific examples that you've been a part of and maybe help give uh, some context and perspective for, for those that are listening uh, and maybe have an opportunity to glean some of the 
benefits or outcomes that you were able to to experience. So, um, so one is is I know is very recent, and that's the transition of the SPEs, uh, the Way Ahead uh, publication, from a print uh, product to one that is online. So, can you can you share a little bit about about that? Yeah, so a few years ago, the SPE was was faced with some challenges, kind of like what we're facing today. Um, there's a lot of money and overhead that goes into the creation and maintenance of a print magazine, not only laying out the articles, figuring out advertising, but the actual cost of printing and mailing the content out to all the members it is it's quite expensive. And so a number of years ago, we actually worked to revamp the way ahead, which used to be published on a quarterly basis uh, into an online format where we actually create content and curate content that gets published on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. Um, now with the digital acceleration that came about from the pandemic, I realized that this success is probably not that novel now, but back then it was very new. And the whole idea of search engine optimization was something that I had never researched. And so in order to help lead out the framework of transitioning from a print magazine to a digital structure, I had to do a lot of research into areas that I had just not considered before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when you were looking at getting uh, the volunteer base and teams together, what were some of the strategies and, and thought processes that you were able to employ in order to allow that to happen? The biggest change to the organizational structure when we moved from the quarterly publication to new content coming in every few weeks was really to stagger the timelines by which our volunteers worked. We also wanted to up everyone's awareness of how technology you know, is ever-changing and we should be able to provide usable, important content to our readers at a more frequent basis. So if anything, the transition to this online publication has helped to keep people more involved and more engaged because we, we've worked with our end users to constantly come back to the way ahead to seek out those, those new bits of information, those new you know, um, pieces of, of curated content. Um, it's also helped allow us to tie together different sections and chapters from across, you know, the whole of SPE, you know, the whole globe in, into a central location where before with the print magazine, you know, we're, we were limited by a page count. And so we didn't have the opportunity to share updates from all the sections and chapters, you know, we had to pick and choose. Mm. Mm. And so, are there maybe some other examples that come to mind uh, when you think of, uh, you know, volunteerism and and some uh, uh, approaches and and experiences that that come to mind for for those that that might be listening, thinking through that. 
some, some other areas that I've had the opportunity to help um, support would be at the international level with the creation and standing up of the Women in Energy group about five or six years ago. Uh, there was a task force that came together to help frame out what the Women in Energy Standing Committee could do to help elevate women and really all members within the society. In 2020, as you may know, we did actually at the international level transition from the Women in Energy Standing Committee to the Diversity and Inclusion Standing Committee, which is a great way to be even more inclusive and further expound the realm of support that diversity and inclusion can provide to our members. Mm. For that transition, I I really focused on helping to streamline our organizational structure Um, within women in energy. Like many organizations, I felt that we had put in extra layers of, of organizational order, which weren't necessarily adding value. So we went with a more flatter and leaner approach for the diversity and inclusion standing committee. And I, I think that's working out to our favor. You know, we have what eight months of runtime so far. Mm. That's really that's really interesting, and I, I appreciate uh, the the scope and breadth and depth of these initiatives. I know that they aren't, these aren't just overnight, uh, overnight initiatives. I mean, they, they take time to, to build, which, um, which really leads to my next question, which is talking about maybe it's just some of the fundamentals of how you've been able to, to, to bring these things together. I mean, you, yeah, you talked about the you know, diversity and inclusion standing committee. I know that, you know, there are some, uh, like, for instance, I know you've worked with the STEM uh, outreach series. So I know that there's several of these initiatives and I know that there are, I assume, maybe I shouldn't say I know, but I assume that there are some basic building blocks, some basic tools that you use in order to help uh, these these uh, uh, initiatives and getting volunteers apart. Um, what what are some of those? I mean, I, I hate to to say that I want you to spill your secret sauce, but but to the degree to which which uh, can be helpful for uh, our our community. What what are some of those things? I think the foundation of it all really comes with personal passion and drive. Next, I would say being able to clearly communicate the why, the goals, the objectives, and why you would even ask people to join in the movement, you know, what value would it bring to them or the the community. Um, I think it's important to also find fellow, fellow doers. You've probably met people in your day that are good at coming up with ideas, but maybe aren't able to bring those ideas to fruition. And so I think it's about finding a balance of those out of the box thinkers versus people who have their, you know, boots on the ground who can really help support and implement an idea or an initiative. I would encourage not only young professionals, but any professionals out there that you get out of an organization, what you put into it. Anyone can be a member of SPE, 
But I'll tell you that the people that really see the true benefit of membership are those people who have have served the society, served the community through volunteerism. So I would encourage, I would encourage, you know, young professionals, any professional out there, don't just be a member of an organization, but find a way to volunteer and give back. You will be able to build stronger relationships with other like-minded individuals, other people who are dedicated to volunteerism uh, within that group. And I, I think it'll just, it'll help grow and develop you. Yeah. And I, I yeah, the, those are, are key. And, and I really appreciate the, the, the building relationships component. Um, I, I think that's something that, uh, has, has had to take a, a, maybe looked a little different over the last year. Uh, and so I'm curious from your perspective and again, having many years of, developing and, and being a part of, of many programs. How, how have you adapted your, your relationship building component given now the, the reality of the new hybrid work and, and virtual environments and, and things of that nature? So I, I didn't mention earlier in, in our discussion yet, but I do have a, a working spouse and collectively we have two little kids and i'll tell you that early on in the pandemic we focused heavily on just our local family unit and i honestly shied away from building new relationships and even maintaining those looser relationships i used to it it really wasn't until the fall so maybe 5 or 6 months in to to the pandemic that i came out of my shell and did a better job about reaching out and rekindling those relationships and even building new relationships. Um, So as people listen to this podcast, I hope that we are well beyond the need to have to hunker down and we can all do a good job about building and maintaining relationships, not only within our own organizations, but more broadly across the society and across the community in which we live. Yeah, I, I will second and third that, that statement. I'm, I'm with you. So, so when you look at uh, your uh, opportunities to help with volunteering and initiatives, um, you know, specifically with, within the SBE Gulf Coast section, what, what is maybe in your words, up, up to this point at least, one of your your biggest uh, achievements and and how to, how has that played a role again in our, our topic today when we're talking about uh, volunteerism? Uh, so thanks for asking that question. I've had an idea in my mind for a number of years about a way to reach out to high school students to help continue to fuel the pipeline of interested STEM. Um, professionals. And I think college is a great place, but the further up the pipeline we can go into high school or maybe even middle school, I think that's where we could continue as a society to focus our efforts. And so in the fall of 2020, I reached out to the community services 
committee within the SPE Gulf Coast section and said, hey, I'd like to volunteer. And I have this idea that I've been thinking about, but I haven't really done much with it. What do you think? And I found um, a supportive leadership team there who said, Amber, that sounds great. Go off and do. And so the next question you may ask is, what did you do? From scratch, I built a three-part series called the STEM Outreach Series, which is a platform by which professionals can go and have a virtual or in-person panel session with high school students to help educate the high school students on the college university requirements for certain um, disciplines and then also help to educate the high schoolers about career opportunities once they graduate. So again, this is all under the umbrella in STEM and since was was also under the umbrella of the Society of Petroleum Engineers, the three disciplines covered are engineering, geosciences, and digital technologies. And we had plans with the Harmony Texas um, School District to actually deliver those three sessions. But if you're in the Houston area, you'll remember that in February, we had a horrific freeze that completely turned Houston and much of the United States upside down. And so Mm. although we weren't able to deliver all three of those sessions, we did deliver the engineering and digital technology sessions to the Harmony School District, which was a fantastic triumph. Again, it had been this idea that had been in my head for a number of years. And in the fall, you know, I finally got my wits about me and made it happen. Mm. Wow. That's really exciting. I'm glad that, uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear how, uh, examples of, of initiatives that can utilize a lot of the, uh, concepts that, that you've shared here and, and hearing what that can produce and what that sounds like, uh, when, when you, uh, you know, kind of push it out into the, into the real world, so to speak. And the really fantastic thing with this program is we now have it standardized and it will be made available to the broader SPE global community such that anyone can go and replicate this approach um, within their, their local section or chapter. So I think that's really the big win. And that's something that I really like to see and encourage others to do is to take successful programming, document it clearly so that others can then replicate it. Because there's nothing harder than trying to plan something starting from scratch. If you're able to go and get a sample event or a sample program off the digital shelf per se, that could be the push needed to help implement these great programs and learning events in other locations around the world. So if there's someone listening who, uh, of course, came for the, the volunteerism concept and topic, but uh, this, this sounds really interesting, where can they go to learn more about the, the SBE Gulf Coast Section STEM outreach series? 
So I would first say they could reach out to me, but the materials will also be made available within SPE Connect. You'll need to have your local section or chapter leadership go into the tool on your behalf to be able to get a copy, but it is made available to all the section and chapter leadership across all of SPE through the SPE Connect website. Okay, great. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been listening and thinking through your, your approach, you know, listening to your comments and, um, you know, I, I appreciate, you know, understanding and hearing your, your perspectives on, uh, you know, the components of, of really being key on, on building those relationships. Uh, you know, I know there's some other items as well uh, that, that I know you employ. So the idea of, of again, asking the right question, making sure you know your why, um, and, and also the idea of, of being uh, a cohesive group and, and having a shared, uh, a shared goal and a shared, shared initiative. Um, so so uh, further to that though, I, I think there are probably some even more fundamental items that you sort of keep in the front of your mind as you're really wanting to expand opportunities for, for others, right? So for having volunteer opportunities, um, how do you, how do you think about that? I like to consider myself a connector. I'm always looking to meet new people. And while of course I want the relationship to be mutually beneficial for myself and the, the new person I met, I'm always wanting to go, a step further and think who in my network could I connect that new connection to? You know, I, I want to take, I almost want to take myself out of the middle and I get the, the joy from seeing those two, those two new relationships, you know, build and connect and see where that new relationship goes. Um, so I, I always like to try to be a connector. You know, I always look to help other people out. Um, I think that that is, really important is help let lead to some of my success is that I'm always trying to help others because mm -hmm. it ends up, you know, being paid back twofold or tenfold, you know, right. in the course of a lifetime. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll yeah, I've, I, I've, I'm sure many others have experienced that as well. And, and I, I certainly have as the, like you said, I think you said the, the spark, the joy of, of being able to, to bring those folks together. It's, uh, it's almost like uh, completing a puzzle piece. It's that level of, of satisfaction, knowing that, uh, that you've, you've, uh, reduced the dissonance, uh, relational dissonance, and you've helped, uh, increase, uh, and serve that need. So that's, that's really, really, really good to hear. Um, so what are some thoughts that you have as we, uh, as you already said, we're, we're moving out of what I, I, yes, I certainly hope, hope to be the, the apex of the, the pandemic and, and granted, you know, globally, I know that different regions are, are handling a different, different paces, but, but generally speaking, the hope is that we're moving towards, uh, towards a, a new, new space. So as, as we move ahead, what are some uh, maybe thoughts or, or words of encouragement that, that you can have for, for those that are, again, like you said, jumping back into, um, I won't say 
the the old normal or new normal, but jumping into kind of their new space and and uh, and again rekindling those relationships. Uh, what what are some things that you might encourage folks to to think about? You know, I'd encourage everyone to take time, maybe once a month, to reach out to people within their networks. I would venture to guess that many people experienced a regression in their overall network health because of the pandemic, because so many people were faced with different stresses and challenges over the last 15 months. Um, So I would encourage everyone to make a conscious effort to you know, dust off, dust off their um, Rolodexes and start to call, email, you know, reach out to people. Great. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, That was really insightful. And I really appreciate the perspective. I'm excited for uh, additional opportunities for our community, uh, SPE community, uh, and and, uh, even in the international level to have uh, opportunities for increased uh, volunteerism. And I think that utilizing some of these strategies, uh, can certainly play a role in, in helping that. So we've been speaking with Amber Sturrock, uh, who has been a, uh, key, uh, member of helping in many initiatives with SPE over the last two decades. And we've been talking about the concept of volunteerism. So Amber, thank you so much for sharing your perspectives today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Society of Petroleum Engineers Gulf Coast Section podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the upcoming events or resources available, or if you'd like to share your thoughts on this episode and have suggestions for future topics, feel free to contact us at spegcspodcast at spe.org.